Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tribune Audio Network. You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Powered by the Quad City Moms blog. Here's your host, Denise Hanitka. Hey, everybody. Welcome to On a Mother Level. I'm Denise Hanitka with WQAD. And I'm Jessica Holst with the Quad City Moms blog. It's so nice to have you back, Jessica. I know. I really missed you. So we came off a really fun slash revealing episode the last time (laughs) you were here. What kind of feedback did you get about telling your story, your postpartum story? Well, I um, shared a lot of really personal things that I hadn't really talked about before, and I did get a lot of people who have known me a long time, even when I had that baby, and said, I had no idea you were going through that. And a lot of people also who had similar maybe situations happened, and they were really relieved that someone was talking about it. That has to make you feel really good that you shared it, yeah? Mostly. Yeah. I mean, it's still like that particular thing just seems so taboo. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem talking about all the other hard stuff about mothering, but for whatever reason, that particular topic was just a challenge for me. So I am glad. I mean, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to talk about it and make it real for people and kind of, you know, put a face to the issue. Well, I think it did some good and we are almost at the 500 download mark. Which is amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. So I think the most important thing that you can do is to tell a friend that we're here. Yeah, subscribe and share. Subscribe and share. Subscribe, share, give us a nice review because I think the most important thing is we just want to grow a little bit every time and we just really need you guys to keep sharing. We also need um, to know how melodious you find our voices and, you know... Don't make me start singing. (laughs) Do you want to talk about our wins and losses for the week? Yeah. I've been thinking about what we can call them because wins and losses is so boring. So I was trying to think of like, you know. Something zippy. Yeah. I think we need the feedback from the people. Yeah. Because remember, we don't want to talk about the fails because Mm -hmm. we can't fail at mothering. You are loving your kids so much that. You're not failing even when you feel like you are like, oh, we forgot to make supper tonight, but that's not a fail. We didn't. No, because then everyone had something else that was delicious. Right. That's what frozen pizza's for. Yeah, exactly. We (laughs) didn't have diapers on the road trip, but still not a fail. You know, they have Walmarts in other towns. So So the only thing I could think of, and this could be problematic um, because you never know what will come shooting out of our mouth, but we could call it like a mother flubber. (laughs) 
<laughs> I really love that. <laughs> I really love that. Yeah. So, so mothering wins and mother flubbers. Yeah, for mother sure. Flubbers? Mother flubbers. Okay. I like this it. This is going to stay a clean <laughs> podcast. I don't want to get that explicit rating. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we don't swear on the Quad City Moms blog either. Okay. We're not even allowed to. We don't use asterisks or anything to replace swears. Oh, either. okay. So, yeah, we, we're, we're you clean. You guys are strict over we there. We are clean. Strict mm-hmm. mamas. Yep. So, should I start with my mother flubber? I want to hear. Well, do you want to do wins first? Yeah, we could do either okay. or. Yeah. All right. So, my win, um, I want to talk to you about um, an important diagnosis that I came up with my, for myself. <laughs> it's called pregnant ambition. Did you ever suffer from the, um, from the sickness of giving yourself a huge task to accomplish while you were pregnant, even though that was probably ill-advised. For example, my pregnant ambition led me to start painting my kitchen cabinets when I was eight and a half months pregnant. Oh my gosh. So that was exactly seven months ago. And I just finished that kitchen (laughs) this week. Good on you. That's a huge win. It's a huge win. Um, We've had like just random cabinet doors off because they were in the basement being painted. But literally I started this maybe two weeks before Christmas. I was eight and a half months pregnant and I announced to my husband that I was going to paint all of our kitchen cabinets. And, and I, and I sat on Facebook like, Hey, look what I'm doing. I'm painting my kitchen cabinets. And so many people would comment like, Oh honey, best of luck to you. Maybe you should have a baby first. And I was bound to determine that I was going to finish this stupid kitchen. And I did. But it took until just now. I like how you call it pregnant <laughs> ambition. Yeah. Like like your mind leads you someplace that your body can't continue. No. Yeah. No. And God bless all the people who said, like, you do you. You just paint on until you cannot paint any longer. And you did exactly that. We, I mean, we haven't even had a baby in our house for four years. And I think we still suffer from that a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I always am signing on for things I can't complete. Yeah. So it's like nesting, but on like a power level. Mm-hmm. That's pregnant ambition. If you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. Yeah. How'd I like you win it. this week? Um, well, my sweet little four-year-old, she gives me a run for my money all of the time. And today she did something so super naughty. And mm. she, I was furious. And she came to me afterwards and she said, Mama, my heart tells me to tell you that I'm sorry. And I don't want you to be mad at me. And my kids are so empathetic. My other kids were like rubbing my back. And I mean, I was frustrated to the point of tears. And they're like, we love you, mama. So just all of that together, knowing what to do and they're doing it. Like that's huge. And even your other kids recognizing like, hey, this is a moment that we're all in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I loved it. My heart tells me to tell you I'm sorry. Oh, that's so sweet. See, (laughs) that is a win. That is such a win. win. But I can tell you my loss. Yeah, what's your your mother flubber? Yeah, my mother flubber is (laughs) literally a loss. I want to talk about losing kids. So we were having this conversation today at lunch. Oh, no. I said... If you show me a parent who has never lost a kid, I will show you a liar. And my friends said, no, I guarantee you there are certain personalities who have never lost a kid. And me, here's an, here's an instance. Okay. okay. So I had a mother's helper, a paid helper with me, and I had five kids. My youngest was probably um, almost two. We were at the Cincinnati Zoo. We lose both of my boys in this monkey jungle area that they have. Fitting, fitting. Yes, right? I know. They are, <laughs> they just disappeared. Like we turned to look at the stroller or something and they were gone. 
gone. And we both looked at each other. We're like, where are the boys? And then we heard bamboo crashing. And we both at the same time said, oh, there they are. (laughs) But I mean, I've lost kids. Yeah. And I think that everyone has lost a kid. But my friend said, no, certain personality types haven't. So I'm curious about that. I want to know if... There are people out there who have never lost a kid. Well, I distinctly remember being a kid in Kmart and having to go to the customer service desk (laughs) and have my mom paged over the thing. And I feel like you don't hear that as much anymore, but I know it happened to me at least two or three times. My siblings had to do the customer service page. So I knew what to do. Yeah. yeah, You just, you go up and I can't find my mom. And they go, what did they say? It's not like they would say like, we're the owner of a blue... Honda sedan. Please come well, the retrieve owner your of child. This red-headed child. Yeah. <laughs> but I distinctly remember that happening. So I feel like that's just um, yeah. What do you call it? Like Par a rite of the passage. Course. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not lackadaisical about it, but I think no. that everybody loses a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody is accounted for today. Yes. Today, yes. I, as far as I know, again, we have all of them. That's a win. In the right place. Let's put that in the win column. (laughs) Um, So my flub this week, and I'm sure there were many, but the one that sticks out um, happened today because on the last episode, I talked about how I go to Costco a lot and I buy a lot of things from Costco. So my most recent purchase is these chicken tenderloin things Mm, in the frozen area. That sounds good. And so you know how normally chicken in like a nugget form is usually pre-cooked you right. know so all you have to do it he- is heat it up right i learned today that the chicken that i purchased was not in fact pre-cooked and oh. it did need more than a simple warm oh. in the oven and so when i bit into it and it was covered in spaghetti sauce which is why i didn't oh. notice like the right. the disgusting gelatinous <laughs> texture the morsel in the middle yeah so it just it was so squishy and so gelatin like yeah. yeah and then i realized i didn't cook Cook my chicken so I didn't serve this chicken to my child this was something that I flubbed on my own but I would have served it to my child had he been home right yeah so So, that is that is a mother flubber I would say so definitely check all labels but also a learning experience (laughs) yeah I mean the chicken was good yeah once I mean I mean, I, I put it back in there yeah you know and once another, it was cooked. Another quick yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. Not awesome. So we're going to talk about a news article. Moms in the headlines. That's right. The mom who's constantly in the headlines right now is Meghan Markle. Well, she's beautiful. She is such a stunner. And um, baby Archie is so cute. And we all love Prince Harry. Yes? Yes. So... Um, I, I have many thoughts about this because of course, you know, she is, you know, just married and she just had baby Archie. So of course she's going to be in, in the news a lot, but what is frustrating for me in a lot of ways is that the conversation is always about her appearance. Yes. Constantly. Yes. Where's her personality? Yeah. I mean, that was the first thing I said, right? Well, she's such a stunner. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Because I think it's, she's a common person. You know, she's a beautiful person who made princess mm-hmm. you know it's every little girl's dream right we all want to be a princess when we grow up and she really <laughs> got to do it so this article is about how she and prince harry went to the lion king premiere in london last week and the headline was something along the lines of 
Meghan Markle praised for post-baby body realness at Lion King premiere. Okay? So, basically, what that means is... She's fat, and we're all happy about it. Thank you. So that is the most backhanded compliment ever. So if she had looked thin, the issue would have been, oh, did she go on some crazy crash diet? Is she healthy? Is her baby healthy? But instead, it's, look at you looking all real and chubby. (laughs) So. is, that was exactly my reaction to yeah. Denise. You asked me to read this article ahead of time, and I thought to myself, why is anyone even caring what her body looks at? like? This is who she is. That's not what we, we should be caring about. Well, and I don't mean to be hypocritical, because when she made that first appearance after having the baby and she wore that white dress, there was a lot of talk about, like, yes, this is what you look like after having a baby. And so... In that moment, yeah, I did comment and say how great she looked, and she clearly had a baby two days ago. And so the reason I said that is because it reminded me of a picture that I had taken of um, of me and Abram a couple years ago when he was born. And I remember feeling so ashamed of how I looked in these pictures, and I should have not worn that shirt and whatever, whatever. So... I wasn't trying to criticize her. I was more thinking about how it made me feel and realizing how stupid that mm-hmm. was to feel any yeah. ounce of shame about yeah. having a belly yeah. five days after having a baby. So right. I don't mean to be hypocritical because I talked about her body back then too, but it's just this idea that, oh, if you're real, that means you are flawed. Mm-hmm. And if you're not real, then you must be sick and unhealthy and doing something. Well, and of course you can have a body back right after you have a baby because you have a staff and somebody to feed you and somebody to watch the baby while you train. Exactly. All of that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that just goes along with the judgment that women have to deal with on the daily of parenting, mothering. Mm-hmm. We're always being judged, whether you're losing weight or not losing weight, whether you're working or not working, whether, I mean, everything comes under the scrutiny of anybody who wants to. Yeah. It's like, we're not our own people and what's going on behind our face doesn't really matter. No, it's just our body and just our outward appearance that people talk about. Well, and it's already conversations that are spinning through our own heads. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're, we know they're happening outside of our heads makes it even harder because I mean, I'm, so next week, I'll be six months out from having Everett, which I don't know where the heck the time went. But, you know, I don't I don't feel like I want to feel after mm-hmm. six months. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel after six months, but I don't. I, maybe, I'm, yeah. maybe part of it is because parenting is so revolutionary and changes us so much. Not just physically, but there are so many things that we go through as moms when we become mothers even if you're becoming a mom for the second time or, or whatever number, but you have changed so much. And then that outward appearance is something that you can see changed. And so we're like, well, I want to fix it because I want to be back to how I used to be. Sure. And so that's the thing we focus on maybe instead of focusing on what we're really dealing with inside. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know where that conversation comes from. No, I think you raise a really good point. It's like the one thing that we know for sure is Mm -hmm. how we feel about ourselves or how we look in our genes or that's maybe the one touchstone that we have to always go back to. Right. Right. Because you can't ever be the person you were pre kids, you know, I mean, you can never go back to that irresponsibility. I mean, Granted, some of us lose kids, but still, (laughs) I'm talking about the responsible parents out there, you know, before kids. Right. You're a different person. Do, um, 
the having daughters do how do you handle like instilling body image positivity in your girls oh now that is an entire podcast not just the introduction but I really think but are you you've got to be aware of it oh for sure um I pretty much try to not say anything what as far as like what they wear I'm like are you comfortable in that not oh that makes you look a certain way or not look a certain way I try really hard to you know talk about exercise and the diet being what we eat in general not dieting um, as far as health, like focusing on that aspect of it and not like how you look, like, how do you feel? Is what you're eating giving you energy or are you stuffing your face full of Twizzlers? Which we do also. I'm not oh saying gosh, we're perfect. Red vines at my desk. <laughs> are you a twi- Twizzler or a red vines person? I'm a Twizzler person. <gasps> oh my gosh. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. We're curious I just had this conversation in the newsroom. Yeah. 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 Ryan Jenkins says he's a Twizzler person because I offered him a red vine and his face was. Well, do you know, Denise, that Twizzlers make your mouth happy? I mean, I'm not sure if you've heard the news, but (laughs) Twizzlers make your mouth happy. Do they still use that? I don't think so. That's old. (laughs) I don't. Does Red Vines have a a saying other than we're better than Twizzlers? (laughs) I don't think that's Red Vines saying, but maybe I don't know what their logo, their, their thing is yeah so your whole your whole message to your girls is it's about how you feel yeah giving yourself the the nutrients that make you feel good and making yourself feel good through expressing yourself through the clothes and exercise because it gives you energy not because it makes you thin Mm -hmm. and that's what makes like you're a whole package you're an Mm -hmm. emotional person you're a physical person so it's not just how you look but it's all of those things so you can't have good emotions you can't manage your emotions if you're not eating right you know, I mean, it goes with sleep. All of that is part of who you are as a whole. So we try to, in our house, just talk about who you are as a whole person and how you treat other people way more than we even really talk about bodies. And I mean, I know that they, that it comes up. They hear it from other people. They're, it's not like they're homeschooled hermits. Right. But they are, you know, I think they both do have... They're almost 13 and 15 now, and I think that they both do have good visions of themselves. I think they see themselves like God sees them. You know, they're flawed but beautiful and loved beyond measure, you know. So can we put that in the wind column too? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. I mean, that's – I can't speak for them, but that's kind of how when those conversations come up. Did did your idea of – body image post baby change and evolve after one, two, three, four, five? Cause I know I feel different after two than I did after one. I think that it was hard for me every time and not because I felt like I should do a certain thing, but just because I knew when I had extra weight that I don't have as much energy, that I'm not the mom that I want to be, that I know I can be if I didn't have the extra baby weight. So it's kind of like that. It's not like, oh, I need to get down to this certain size of jeans as much as it is. I want to have the energy to deal with my life. And again, back to the moods and all of that stuff. I mean, it's so interrelated, you know, when you have extra weight, you don't sleep as well. And we, you know, all of those things go together. So I think that that's more of it, but it was hard. I mean, it, it was hard to not feel as good as I used to mm-hmm. and then have to wait to kind of get back to that place. Yeah. 
I remember the first time feeling the most like myself after maybe nine months. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to keep that in the back of my head. Really, as a doula, we used to tell moms that like it took you nine months to make the baby be full term. So you have to give yourself at least nine months Mm -hmm. to get back to where you were before. But my brain always tells me oh, you know, you're coming up on six months, so you can't do the I just had a baby thing. Yeah, you can. I My you know, baby's four. Isn't I, that absurd that, that you know, at <laughs> three months it felt like, you know, I just had a baby, so, yeah, you it's know, okay. like, it's okay. Like, you have to give yourself permission to not be perfect. I know. Hmm. I know. It's such a hard place to be. But yeah. you're doing great, though. I mean, no, and you're feeling good, yeah. even though you might not be feeling like how you were at nine months after Abram. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that wasn't, it's not like that was a... Um, you know, an overnight process. Right. I just, right. I don't know. Yeah, I know. We all, we are so hard on ourselves as well. Because all it takes yeah. is one photo. You mm-hmm. know, I saw some photos of myself from this past weekend and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's where we're at. Well, you know, though, I think that we all do that comparative kind of thing. Like I looked at the photo of you and me. Now, for those of you who have not seen me, I'm not, how tall are you? Are you 5'10"? Uh, yeah, I'm like 5'11". 5'11". So she's 5'11". She's you know, built like a model and I'm five, five and not built like a model. So when I saw the picture of us doing a podcast on her Instagram for the first time, I was like, ah, I don't look like Denise. Well, of course not. I'm not Denise. I'm Jessica. But that first instinct of, well, I don't look like her, which is, there's nothing wrong with feeling that. But to dwell on that, I think is the problem of like, if I let that be, get to me you know sure and even if I'm comparing myself to myself when I was 20 or when I was 30 I mean I'm not in my yeah. 30s anymore so. back when you were 20 and you really thought you were fat I know don't you, you really hate yourself for that yeah <laughs> I hear so many people say that yeah I know I know I wish I could remind myself back then like hey you're gonna wish for this yeah so are we gonna get to our topic of the day yeah so we asked you guys on Facebook we thought it would be cool if every now and then we did sort of a confessions episode yes. where we share um, some of your experiences and stories, and so we want to. We're, we wanted to since we since we made it such a heavy topic last time. We're going to take it the complete opposite direction, and we're going to take it. Um, we're going to take it to a, a hilarious place, and also perhaps one that's going to make you really upset. <laughs> What's our question? <laughs> Just, ha- Jessica? Wait, how long ago was it that you ate? That like that might be something you want to think about. <laughs> yeah, and maybe if you're like eating a salad right now, you can. Turn this off and come back to us. Right. So the question is, what's the grossest thing your kid has ever done? All right. So we both we both posted this on our Facebook and we got some really fun answers. So, well, do you have one first? Do you want to start with yours? I have a lot <laughs> of really gross things that my kids have done. But I think the grossest one was the was one of the big first ones. So my oldest daughter was probably, I don't know, 13 months. So still kind of a baby. And she just wasn't acting right. She just kind of got really whiny. And, you know, I had changed her diaper and done all of the things that, you know, to try to comfort her. She just, I don't know. But, you know, she was young enough. She couldn't really express herself to me. So I had her up over my shoulder and I was just kind of rubbing her back. And the child puked down my back. And she had started solid foods by that point. So it wasn't just milk. It was genuine puke. Well, and then that's not one you can um, deal with yourself. You know, it's all down the back, and yeah. you can't like throw the kid down because nope. now and she doesn't sick. feel good. Yeah, right. right. And so you've got it in your hair; <laughs> yeah. it's all over your clothes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, oh. yeah. So one time, um, 
My friend Greg once told me that in his house, there is a puke parent and a poop parent. <laughs> and we went around the newsroom and everyone was like, oh yeah, I'm the puke parent. I'm the And so that's usually the parent who is less squeamish about mm-hmm. the one versus the other. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose, I'm guessing you're not the puke parent. You know, I I deal with all of it. We don't really have that division of responsibilities. Gotcha. But I wish that, speaking of the marriage contract that we had a, a yes. week ago, I wish that was something that we had addressed. Like, <laughs> I'll be the mom who breastfeeds the kids for two years, and you take care of all of the puke from now till eternity. Yeah. I think oh, that's we, a fair trade. Think really of that. Do. How about you? Do you have a gross parenting moment? Okay. So the worst one so far has been um the poop in the bathtub scenario oh i mean there's just nothing more disgusting there's nothing more disgusting because you're like okay i've got to get a child out of this water mm-hmm. now i have to get their toys out of this water that has now been tainted and um when you have a number <laughs> two in the bathtub situation okay it helps if um it's a floater Yes, as opposed to a, um, gosh. But, but basically, so when it happened to me the first like time, entire it, it did not happen to me. It happened to my kids. Sorry. Not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, the topic was the grossest thing your kid had yes. done. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, um, I wasn't fishing for a whole salmon. I was fishing for a bunch of little guppies, a bunch of so um yeah that made it particularly gross so you've got the toys out the kid out then you've got to clean the tub it was absolutely horrific but that experience led me to think like I think homeboy is ready to be potty trained because (laughs) he was very upset and disgusted by it and he very much understood like Oh no, this shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, he he was very like oh, he, sweet he knew. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. So but that just told me that I think he's ready. And so shortly after that we did um we did start working on well, potty training. Look at and that. You turned it into a win. Yeah, yeah. Way so that was go. awesome. Yeah. That worked <laughs> out really so good. But gross. but there were two there were two of these incidents before we ventured down the road into potty training. So Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Poop in the tub. No good. That's terrible okay so that's my that's my gross story you want to start with um one of yours so yeah um this is a story of a friend I'm just gonna say all of the ones are a friend and then I'm (laughs) gonna go and delete all of the comments so all of you nosy people can't go back through and be like oh I want to find out who said that (laughs) um so a friend um was changing her one-year-old's diaper and um there were worms in it what yeah worms like, I don't know, ringworm. I don't know what kind of worms. Oh, like no. intestinal worms. Yeah. And so the doctor said, super common, happens a lot. We see it all the time, but people don't talk about it. Oh, yeah. that's horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. Like the little kids, you know, they eat the dirt yeah. and there's eggs in the dirt and then they hatch in the baby's tummy or the child's tummy and then they poop them out and then there's more. So you have to give the kids, I forget, antifungal pills or something yes but that's something that you could experience yes no i'm totally not judging i'm just saying like if that happened to me oh my gosh i know because they're or to my kid they're (laughs) raw and wriggling that's that's horrifying horrifying that is just awful um so 
Uh, this one here maybe got off a little easy. When my daughter was two, she licked the side of a public bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. safe to say most kids have the, licked the surfaces of most things. The licking of oh. things. Yeah. One of my kids, I looked in the back um, and saw her lick a rock that she had in her hand. And I was like, what are you doing? We don't lick rocks. She said, I'm not wicking walks. I said, what are you doing? What's in your hand? She goes, a walk. And I said, well, what did you do to it? I wicked it. We don't lick rocks. Like- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Her voice, though, makes it so cute. <laughs> I wasn't wicking a walk. Yeah. Here's a gross one. So my- another, speaking of licking things, I have a mom who said that her oldest licked a very, very, very old, which I don't know if that makes it better or worse, dog turd. He found in the yard. <gasps> mm. Are you sure you want to keep going with this? Wow. Why do we do this? <laughs> why do we do this? I think, yeah, we want people to know parenting can be gross and you can be as vigilant, constant vigilance. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like, they're going to find stuff. And guess what? Everybody survives, though, Everybody too. Everybody survives. Yeah. Okay. So this one says, when my son was about three years old, he bit the leg off a frog and <laughs> swallowed it before I could do anything. Guess he was hungry for frog legs. I mean, what bite strength on a three-year-old? I'm kind of impressed by that. I want to know how big of a frog. I know. I mean, if it was a little tiny frog and so like the leg is like a toothpick, that's but still, that's impressive. I like to imagine, so um, this, the, the the little boy in this story is now 43 years old. So I like to imagine that he has very, very um, exotic taste in foods. Yes. And he drinks expensive champagne and eats caviar. Yeah, and... probably. And he's probably the kind of person who, like, goes and buys blowfish at a Japanese restaurant. Exactly. And isn't afraid. Yeah. Because those early experiences were very formative for him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this one's pretty gross, too. Um, One of my girls wanted to see what her tongue would look like pierced, and then she swallowed the earring. It had a long post on the back, so 11 p.m. trip to the ER. She went in for surgery to get the earring out before it went into her stomach, but no luck. As we were leaving, we were given a hat for the toilet and several tongue depressors, and until we found the earring, we had to smash through the poop to make sure she passed it. She was 10 years old. Okay, how does a child pierce their own tongue? No, That's horrifying. No, she didn't pierce her own tongue. She, she was, was ten. Tra- she was trying to and swallowed the earring. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, gosh! Yeah. I'm just imagining. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Okay, okay. So Which, she was that trying. That would have been a whole other level. What of it would gross. look like pierced? Yes. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it's one thing to fish fish guppies out of the bathtub it's another thing to have to tongue depress them yeah well my kids swallowed a penny we took it to the er and they wanted us to do the same thing and i was like i don't care that much it's (laughs) it's good i'm sure it's gonna come out right like he found it himself like not squishing through it but just you know he yeah he saw it so yeah (laughs) wow oh my gosh okay he also wanted to know like how different does it look now if that it's been through my entire intestinal tract and i'm like that's good science for you. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What else you got over there? Dug raw chicken skin out of the garbage and was sucking on it like a piece of candy. <laughs> well, the skin is the best part. 
I wonder if he wants me to make him some of my my wonderful chicken tenders. Yeah, he would you like some of my gelatinous chicken? I know, I know. Could that be more Afro Pro? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This really is a confession, and I love it. Okay, so he was 12 and began his bout of stomach flu in the back seat of my husband's brand new Mustang Cobra SVT. Oh, my god! He toasted gosh. out both with his upper and lower GIs. It was horrible. I honestly thought we should burn it, but my husband cleaned it up perfectly and no one ever knew. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> both GIs. That's wow. horrifying. That poor kid, too. He's 12 years old. So can you imagine how awful he felt? I mean, yes. he knows how much his dad loves that car. Oh, that poor sweet boy. Wow. Oh, God bless those parents, though. Just cleaning it up. That's, yeah. That's you just got to move on. Yeah. yeah. You just got to move on. Yeah. No yelling. You just you just do the best you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So um, here's one. My firstborn had a blowout in her car seat that it was so bad it poured out of the car seat and onto the concrete and down the driveway. And at the time I was at a stranger's house because I was buying her deep freeze that she sold on a swap site. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I had a situation like that happened to me one time. Like I had got the, I was going to the Cairo at Palmer, which is really far from the parking lot to go into the office at Palmer. That's an important part of the story, Denise, that the parking lot distance (laughs) from the office. We had just walked into the office, and my child did the exact same thing. (sighs) The exact same thing. It dripped out of her diaper, onto my shirt, onto my skirt, down my flippin' leg, onto the floor at the office. And I'm like, um... Hi, I left my diaper bag in the car. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, luckily it wasn't carpeted. Luckily, you know, they deal with babies all the time. They had spare stuff there. They were so great, so helpful cleaning up, but mortifying. Yeah, seriously. And also, I didn't have extra changes of clothes, so I had to wait, go through the appointment, all of that stuff, with poop covered outfit oh my god i mean at least i got it off my leg but still so gross that's one that's always appears in like the articles about being prepared as a spare change of clothes for yourself in the yeah. diaper bag yeah. i never do it no. i never do it but that's always like oh yeah i really should do that my sister one time sat on a flight with a guy whose two-year-old puked and you know hey that happens yeah so the guy didn't have a change of clothes for himself, so he just took off the puke shirt. So my sister had to sit on the plane with shirtless man and pukey child. And you know how tight airplanes are. The picture she sent us, we were oh dying. Oh my gosh. Yes. So large, hairy, be... shirtless man. Oh, and hairy too. Yes. And large. And pukey child. Oh, no. I mean, airplanes are not for the faint of heart. No. No, they're not. It's like put you in a garbage can in the air, basically, when you are dealing. Oh. I don't know if it would be worse if he left it on, though, or not. Like I know. I get there's no right answer to that question. I I do feel like shirtless was probably the wrong answer. <laughs> it's just like, 
Doesn't he have it's, anything in his carry-on? Because it's like, on? now you've really raised the stakes. <laughs> yeah. You've really taken it to the next level of now I have to sit next to you shirtless. Yeah, so not only is that gross that the child did... <laughs> I'm not even going to finish that sentence. I think, I think if it matters, I'm pretty sure I'll have to ask her if it was like a Cheez-It situation or a goldfish situation. Oh. So now, yeah. Oh. So I don't know if she's ever been able to eat a goldfish again. I would, I would not be able to eat a goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many poop stories. I don't know if we can, yeah. if I can literally stomach all I of know. the poop stories. Well, I mean, we have to get into one of these. My two-year-old picks his boogers and shoves them in his, oh, it shoves them in my mouth when I'm not paying attention. Oh. Oh, oh that's horrifying. Oh, that is horrifying. I have, there's booger, I can't even say that word, booger stories over here, too, where somebody um, found along their car dried burger I always <laughs> say the wrong word booger stuck on the side of the seat in the car between the car seat and the door like a whole row of them <laughs> lots of them I just I just um that idea of like that's just how I'm spending my time in the back seat mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be doing this back here wiping it on the wall oh it's fine I've heard of kids doing that in their bedrooms too like you move the yeah, furniture along the wall you move the furniture and oh god yeah or it's another so one disgusting. said that her kid did that while he's sitting on the toilet so then his so he's just occupying himself while he's having his morning poop and <laughs> wiping his boogers <laughs> on the wall oh, i mean what do these kids think happens to that so I don't wa- disappear. I don't want to out any of your children, but do you think it's a myth that like boys are grosser than girls or no. do you think boys or girls are just as gross yeah, I think girls are just as gross. <laughs> just as gross. Because I, I mean, I have two boys and only one is of age enough to be gross. Everett is not. <laughs> oh, in the I know. Gross At six months category. old, you can't be gross. Yeah, people are really mad that I called him ugly. <gasps> they are? Yeah. yeah. And I'm oh, so, but I, he's not now. He's not. I, just, ta- I praised his yes, dramatic turnaround. <laughs> newborn babies sometimes just are, though. I mean, right. it, it really wasn't Everett, it was no. just the. The genre of yes. tiny babies. Some of yes. them just look like gnomes. I mean, yeah. oh, <laughs> I'm sorry you got flagged for that. Well, it's okay because I want other people to say, you know what? I have an ugly baby too, and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Because isn't there that saying that like, um, like, ugly in the cradle, beauty at the table, or something? Basically, the uglier you are as a baby, the more attractive you will be as a as an adult. Well, isn't that a saying? Yeah, but it's not true because. I was a super cute baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe that maybe that doesn't hold water. All so right. So I have one more. Okay, go. All right. Um, nap time art. What do you think that means? Oh no! Like like the like the scavenging and the smearing and the smearing. Yes. <laughs> she said, "This is my friend." She says, "You can throw my name on that sucker because I got really good at crib cleaning." Wow. Yeah. So contents of a diaper multiple times smeared everywhere. Mm. I know people who had to duct tape the diapers on and it still didn't matter. Really? Because their child just, they woke up wanting to do art. See, and that's when it's time to potty train. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just got to. You just have to. It's time. Yeah. The time has come. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. So what's happening over at the Quad City Moms blog? You guys are working on some connecting groups. We are. Yeah, we have neighborhood groups now. So what you would do is you would just go to um, whatever town you live in, like Bettendorf Moms Connecting or Moline Moms. We've got groups for Bettendorf, Pleasant Valley. Um, so that's like the LeClaire area. We've got North Scott. We've got Rock Island. All you Rock Island mamas, you really need to get into these groups. I don't think there's very many people on the Rock okay. Island one. I'm like, are there no Rock Island readers out there? I don't know what's happening. Um, we've got West Davenport area. So there's, I think, seven now. So, okay. yeah, and some of them are really active. They're planning, like, cool things. Like, one of the groups is planning a, get this, a, like, speed dating for couples. So, like... <gasps> You and I your husband and me and my husband, we would come and we would like be forced to talk to, you know, the ma- the wives would have to talk to each other and the husbands would have to talk to each other to kind of get to find out if you get like a couple match. Which you know? group is doing this? I think it was the PV one or the okay. Bettendorf one. I don't remember. I oh, don't know. Come on. They all run I together. I want my group to do that. <laughs> no, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to find mom friends. Finding yes. couple friends so is hard. twice as hard. It is, yeah. Especially if your husband is like the opposite personality that you are. You really want friends. And he's like, uh, yeah. I don't need any more friends. Oh, man. Yeah. That is such, that a, such a cool idea. Yeah. I love so that idea. I wish I could remember which group it is. But okay. you could spearhead it or make a friend to spearhead it for okay. you. Yeah. Okay. See, I would really need um, my husband on this sort of event because, mm-hmm. for the most part, people like him better than me. What? So, yeah, it's true. It's 100% true. Ask anybody out in that museum. <laughs> they'll tell you. If they had to choose one of us to be stuck on a desert island with, they would choose him. 100%. Well, he does sound like a really nice guy. Yeah. I mean, the things you said last time yeah, about him. It's a pretty cool dude. It's a no-crying day, didn't he? It's a no-cry day. It was a no-cry day. Yeah, it good. Um... So the other cool thing that you're doing is these play dates. When are those happening? Right. So we have two more left in the summer. So we have one on August 6th. Tickets are live for that one. And then we have one on August 16th. And we are working on getting entertainment. We've got treats and snacks lined up. For instance, I know that we're going to have something that rhymes with mice dream coming to one of them. Yeah. So um, I think that... The moms have a great time. They get to meet people from the Quad City area, and their kids have a great time. We play at a playground. We um, have a great pre-K and company is a preschool that does like a mommy and me preschool. So cool. It's unique to this area. What's a mommy and me preschool? Right. So you and your child would go together to the classes. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like a structured curriculum, but you do it together. So maybe your child isn't quite ready to leave you or you're not quite ready to leave him. So you go together. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. And it gives you ideas of things to do at home to continue that learning experience. So, yeah, Pre-K and Company is our sponsor for that. And they bring activities to all of our play dates, too. Like last time they had a um, letter search. So they had this bowl of beads that you put in water that get all gelatinous and cool and you feel around in them for the letters and then tell the the worker what the letters were. The kids had a great time with that. Yeah. So you mentioned there's tickets, but these are free events. It's they, just for a head count. Yes, exactly. Because our sponsors need to know how many kids to prepare for. So, sure. Yeah. And plus that way we can p- give you a name tag and we can say hi to you when you come. And yeah. So yeah, get tickets. Yeah. Check these out. These all sound yeah. great. Look so under information. Events, okay. Events on Facebook. So the Quad City Moms blog on Facebook, follow us and like us and um, comment and I'll give you a top fan badge and look under events for our play dates. 
So you have an event coming up. Yeah, too. this is a really cool event, and this is a kid-free event. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I I would recommend ideally making it a um, a little day out for you and some girlfriends. So this is the summer social, and it's going to be held on Friday, August twenty third, and Saturday, August twenty fourth. This is going to be at the market in the Spotlight Theater and Event Center in Moline. Have you checked this place out yet? They have so many vendors. Yes. yes. So it's basically like a flea market in a permanent building. It yes. seems like such a great concept. I just love what Katie's done. Yeah. So this this market has a lot of handmade items a lot of it feels like you're walking into Etsy yeah don't you think it's Etsy in real life yeah yeah so she has 36 permanent vendors and then for this particular event she's bringing in a ton of guest vendors food trucks live music it's a two-day event it's a five dollar donation to get in and that five dollars is going to go to dress for success because you may not know they were located on second street during the Davenport flooding and so they were flooded out of their building a ton of clothing inventory was destroyed and lost so at this point dress for success needs support because they're trying to get into a new building they're rebuilding their inventory through some clothing drives that have already taken place so they don't need any clothes right now i know everybody wants to donate clothes but the thing they need most right now is money and that's just the that's just the facts of the matter you know to keep a nonprofit going they just need the cash and if you're not familiar with dress for success they are an organization that counsels women ahead of job interviews helps them get their resumes together, coaches them for job interviews, make sure they get the outfit to make them feel confident and comfortable and basically giving them the best shot they can to go and ace an interview and get a head start on their professional career. So a friend and I could just go, we could shop, we pay $5 to get in. Yes. And that money goes to dress for success. Exactly. Exactly. So um, again, this is Friday and Saturday, August 23rd and 24th. Um, It's News 8 is one of the proud sponsors of this event. I think it's going to be such a fantastic event and we just really need you to come out, shop. You're supporting local women Local businesses. Small businesses. Yeah. It's so important to do that right now. And Katie has made it so easy. Katie is the owner of the market. She has made it so easy because she put it all under one roof. And she's going to be periodically doing these events that benefit charities in our area. So this one's for Dress for Success. And... You do not want to miss it. The summer social. Yeah, the summer social. I yeah. can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, I wonder it's... if I can talk my kid into doing that for his birthday, which is the 24th. Oh, yeah. You think my eight-year-old going on nine would want to go shopping? I don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> they have the cutest have stuff in Friday. there. Yeah, so much <laughs> cute stuff in there. Um, so... I think that wraps up our third episode. I think it does. So find me on Instagram. I'm Denise WQAD. Jessica, you are. Farm Fresh Jessica. And also the Quad City Moms Blog. QC Moms Blog. So in the meantime, share, rate, subscribe, review. Only if you like us. If you don't yeah. like us, don't leave us. Don't review because yeah. we're going to be angry and we're going <laughs> to say something mean to you on the next episode. <laughs> we might not be recording, but we're going to say it. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to On a Mother Level. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to On a Mother Level from the Tribune Audio Network. Tribune Audio Network.